Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. I'm your host, Chet Czar, and damn it, I just recorded this whole intro and it, um, there was a glitch, an error. So now I got to redo the whole damn thing. Anyway, these things happen. Uh, today I'm interviewing Martin Darkside again. He's coming on to promote his show at Skull and Snake Tattoo, and I b- believe is this weekend. And, um, he does great work, super cool guy, great to talk to. Uh, he's coming on and uh, in one second. And as far as what I've been up to, it's just been commission work, nothing really new and exciting. You can see I got some. This one's almost done here. If you're watching on YouTube, this one, let's see. I got this one started, at least traced out. I got this one almost done. Anyway, lots going on. You know, getting caught up with things. Uh, nothing much else. I started my TikTok account. Well, actually, I took my TikTok account back from my granddaughter who stole it from me. So um, it's at Chetzar. And uh, I don't know. I just thought I'd give it a shot. I hate TikTok with a passion. But, um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I'm trying to get... Uh, more people on the listening to the podcast, more people on my Patreon. And uh, see, I'm, I'm trying to hit up all the different areas that I can to do that. If you want to subscribe to this podcast and support us, you can go to um, Patreon dot, patreon.com slash Dark Art Society and join for as little as a dollar. If you join at the $5 or above level, you get 20% off a um, skull shop. Skull. S-K-U-L-L-S-H-O-P-P-E. They make amazing skulls, like I always say. Kyle is awesome. He's an awesome guy. So yeah, that's a that's a good reason to join at the $5 and above level. Um, oh, there's Martin. There's my warning for War- Martin here. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, and you get your name read right on the air as well as you get in the Facebook group, you get all, uh, all kinds of benefits from joining. But the big, the main thing is that you support the podcast this week. New subscriber is Kevin Bostic. Thank you so much, Kevin. Really appreciate that. Um, yeah, if you want to support my work also, you can go to patreon.com slash Chet And I've got five years worth of time lapses, tutorials, stuff that you probably haven't seen if you haven't been on my Patreon. It's been it's been all happening over there. Patreon.com slash Chetzar. Uh and what else? Am I forgetting something? I read the name in the air. Did the skull shop. I guess that's it. Okay, let's get on with it. Here's my interview with Martin Darkside. Hope you enjoy it. All right, here we go. One. What's up, Martin? How you doing, Chet? Put you on the spot. Thanks for having me back up. Put you oh, on the absolutely. spot with no prep. No prep, straight in. <laughs> it feels like that. It's been like that. I only landed oh. last night, so. Oh, how long's the uh, flight? Um, it was probably all in total maybe seven hours. Hmm. 
because I had to go from England to Ireland and then from Ireland to Boston. Oh, wow. um, there was a few delays, um, but yeah, but it was a long day. I set off traveling at eight o'clock UK time yesterday morning um, okay. to get to the, the airport. I had to get trains and everything to the airport and stuff. So yeah, it's a, it was a really long day. <laughs> you got to put your life on hold when you when you do something like completely traveling across to another country. Yeah, yeah. It was things I was like the night before. I said, right, I'm gonna go to bed early, get a good night's sleep, so I'm prepped, ready to go. And then you I couldn't sleep. Yeah, couldn't sleep. I got about <laughs> I got about two and a half hours sleep, and then I woke up. I think it was maybe half past one, two o'clock in the morning. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna go back to sleep. And I think I fell back to sleep for a little bit, but it was like one of those broken sleeps. Oh, just like yeah. drifting in and out. And then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just gonna stay awake now. And then you so, then you yeah. finally go and you're just exhausted when you're in the airport. I just I, once I got on the on, on the plane, I passed out within 15 minutes. I think we took off, and then I was out clean. I completely missed the meal and everything on the plane. <laughs> I didn't get anything to eat or anything, so it was like the whole flight, nothing. I just sat there. and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna go back to bed. I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna curl up in the chair and just go to sleep. Yeah, that's that's the best so, though. That's the best way to fly. Yeah. Got through it, you know, and then we, we went, like, once we landed, we um, went for something to eat, and then as soon as we got back to Dan's place, I crashed completely out. But then I woke up again at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you're all, you're all jet-lagged so, and screwed up. All jet-lagged, and I couldn't sleep, so I was, like, stood in his garden having a cigarette, and it was just like, yeah, <laughs> we've got to get some rest. We've got a busy day ahead of us. Man. Sorry. So, do you, uh, so... What's the uh, what's the name of the show? What you're, you're having a show this weekend? Is it Saturday? Uh, yeah, this Saturday. Yeah, uh, uh, Skull and Snake. Oh, uh, this is um, the. Let me say the date. I forgot to say the date in the mm. intro because I always forget to say the date. Right now, it's the 16th of May, 2023. Your show is on the 20, 20th. 20th. 20th of yes. May. This Saturday. Saturday. 20th of May. Yeah. That's the opening. Yeah, it's six till ten o'clock. Okay, cool. It's Skull and Snake Tattoo art gallery and so what's the um what's the show called it's called ritual um oh cool i've been kind of digging into a lot of well <clears throat> since the last show that i did in october i've been kind of looking more deeply into like kind of like ritual practices in be it from like you can say like witchcraft all the way to nordic uh, germanic rituals mm, cool. and, you know like sort of all sort of things like that um, so with this show, I've kind of been taking little themes and things from there and then building my own sort of sets and props like I do in my photographs to be able to do the paintings. Um, so everything that I'm putting in the paintings got a meaning to it to make the whole piece. So it's not just a prop just for the sake of a prop. It's everything's right. got, got a meaning that leans towards what that ritual practice is. That is so cool. So, are, are the titles uh, of the, the paintings like... Uh... They're all ritual practices, yeah. Oh, they're cool. All, they're, they're, like I said, they're all based in either like um, either Wiccan or like, you know, Eastern European witchcraft, you know, some some of it's like kind of like you know, the American side of witchcraft or uh, some, some of the is from Germanic um, ritual practices, um, some Eastern European stuff, some uh, Nordic and Viking ritual practices. So it's not all like just like magic and ritual in that sort of right. sense. It's it's kind of a more of a cultural, traditional practice as well that has been going on for generations, you know. Um, and it's been really interesting. And from doing 
the research for all that, I've dug into like all these ritual practices and ritual rites and all this stuff. And I must have 50 or 60 other ritual rites and, um, and practices. And I'm like, I want to do a piece for at least every single one of these. So I've probably got enough titles and stuff to do enough pieces for the next two, three years. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, it's a, such a great, a uh, great idea for a show, especially for what you're doing, which these still lives, it's perfect. It's you know? per- yeah. Yeah. Cause a ritual generally, you know, most rituals have kind of like some kind of altar involved or, or some sort of like setup of objects and yeah. arranged a certain way. It's kind of perfect. Yeah. Pretty, it it pretty works brilliant. out really well. Some of the pieces that I've done for this one are all uh, kind of based on um, kind of like feasts as well, like, you know, summer solstice feasts or um, the winter solstice and stuff like that. So it it works really well because I can find objects and, you know, food and stuff that would be right into those practices at those times of years as well and then put it all into a still life. So it it, it tells that story. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In so it's 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 really interesting to like kind of really dig into that side of it, um, and I just want to keep doing it. Yeah, I can well. imagine that 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 could that you know that could go on for a lifetime. Really, it could do, yeah, it know? really could because it's so it's so interesting. And the more I look into it, the more I want to do. And it's like that's another that's another practice and another ritual, right? Or right. I want to do that one because it's so interesting. Um, yeah, what's the deal with ritual? You know, it's like the the, the it's it's this common uh, thread throughout all of humanity. It's like every you yeah. know every culture has. I guess I'm thinking of you know uh, spiritual r- rituals, but you know everything's kind of a ritual. It's, well, everything is. It's like even even in modern day, we we're we're still practicing in modern day rituals from a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. So we're still practicing those rituals now. They might be done slightly differently. You know, like Christmas has always right. been a ritual practice, you know, going back to old pagan and, you know, Germanic. And then mm-hmm. you know, it's it's still the same thing. It just looks different. Right. Uh, but the way I'm approaching it is I want to go back to more a traditional sort of view of, of those practices. Right. Uh, there's one piece I have done that is, based around kind of like the Christmas holidays, but it looks like an old said, it kind of, it's got this weird kind of like mix of 19th century kind of still life kind of look to it with a little bit of a modern twist with, uh, I've used like Christmas lights in there mm-hmm. uh, mixed with like candles and then like, um, like spices and fruits from like Christmas uh, kind of celebrations and stuff. So it's kind of got a mix of both worlds, but it's kind of like merging these traditions from the old practices and modern practices and putting it into a traditional still life. That's cool. That's a cool idea. But yeah. hey, paint and uh, you know, I, one thing I thought of thought about <clears throat> for the last I don't know ten years or something is what a a ritual practice painting is too in itself. It's mm. it's so ritualistic. If you think about it, it's like there is the easel or wherever you paint, which is kind of like this altar. And it's yeah. like you get in this meditative state while you're doing it. Your mind is clear. You have to concentrate and focus your energy on it. I mean, it's it's totally a ritual. And it's really like uh, 
uh, a magical ritual, I think. You know, you're creating is. this thing. Yeah. You're even going... se- even setting the palette up, mixing your colors, that that that's a totally whole yeah. ritual practice itself. Yeah. Um, you know, people put music back. on, put incense yeah. on, put candles. Sometimes you know you get to set yeah. the mood. It's like fully a ritual, not even like a little. It's not even like kind of a ritual. It's, it's like a full, it's a full ritual. That we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, very, it's, uh, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, I got to reread that uh, Mission of Art from Alex Gray. Alex Gray, did you ever read that book, The Mission of Art? I haven't read it. No, I've, I've heard it be mentioned a few times. You so got to read it, man. I, Everybody I think, has to read that book. So, yeah, so amazing. I think I'm gonna when, when I get back, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna dig into it. I need I need I've got for the last well literally since I got back in from the last show when I was here in October, I haven't stopped working. Oh really? Show. I literally I, I think I took maybe a week off, um, just to kind of like decompress for everything that went on, and then I jumped straight back into it. Wow, um, that's crazy. So, that's a lot of a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of work. I got like seventeen new, brand new pieces done for the show. Mm, killer! Um, what a crazy, so, yeah. crazy way to make a living. It's like, okay, I'm going to spend. How many months were you painting for this? Um, uh, six months. I'm gonna, I feel okay. I'm going to spend six months painting these paintings for a show, and hopefully, some of them sell. Sell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, what other job is like this? I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Especially when you've got no other income coming in, it's literally relying on that work to sell. Yeah, um, it's insane. It is insane, but <laughs> it's a it's kind of been crazy because since I've started working with Dan and the gallery, it's kind of changed my whole perspective on what work I'm doing, and it's kind of put this new life of enjoyment into it. And then the reception of the people who've been coming to the show has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been. I, you know, not to toot my own horn and you know blow smoke up my own ass, but the work is all sold. Yeah, that's great. And it's and, and it and it's that was an emotional roller coaster that that was happening, and it's like right, I, I've got to work even harder now because I've got to like I've got to keep doing this. Yeah, right. But it takes its toll, um, but yeah. I'm enjoying it. You know, the tiredness I can kind of deal with and. You know, not sleeping and stuff, but I'm, because I'm enjoying the work and the whole practice of doing it and the research yeah. and it's it's and stuff. That just shows how how much fun it is. The fact that we'll do something this that crazy, you know, spend six months doing something that just shows you know uh, <clears throat> that we're in it for real. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, because. You know, it's always suspicious when you see someone and, and, and some very successful artists or musicians, they're making tons of money when they do stuff, which is, you can do it and you could still be real making money, I believe. But when someone's making a bunch of money doing something, it's harder to believe them. You know what I mean? Because, because, mm. or, or it's, it's, not, yeah, it's like, it's a little, if someone's, if someone's doing it, in the way that you're doing it, which is like hoping that they'll sell, putting it all on the line, taking six months off, making money to, to make this amazing show. I mean, that just shows that you love what you're doing. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're just getting paid tons of money along the way. And whether it sells or not, it doesn't matter. And that, if that was the case, it could be like, well, maybe he's just doing it for the money. You know? Yeah. 
it's the money's nice when the money, but you know, but yeah, yeah, it's a great reward. It, it, for it, sure. it, it's a great reward, and it, most most of the money that I do get literally goes back into buying props right. and getting ready for another show, and you know, traveling to a different continent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it, it's, it's not exactly cheap. So <laughs> pretty much everything goes back into getting ready for the new show, but I'm enjoying it. So and it's, I just want to keep going with it and see where it takes me because. For so many years, I was doing a completely different style and different work. It was like it was a different person. And then, I, like when, when I was on here before, I said like I'd only started doing still lives just before the the whole pandemic. Right. And yeah. Yeah. When once we all got locked down, I do I just went in it deep. Yeah. Just doing still life yeah. work. Well, that's and funny. I ain't I ain't I ain't looked I ain't looked back on it. Yeah, I mean, it's you. You, you definitely got me. Uh, I want to do uh, some still life. Ever since we had that interview, and I and I saw those pic- pictures from your show, I was like, man, I got to do some still life. I'm dying to do them. I want to do them so bad, but I can't because I got all this commission stuff. I got to get. Done. I know. I know. You know, and it's Look driving it. me nuts. I can't do anything <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> it's like the commissions. The commission stuff is fun too. They're all they're all paintings I want to do, but. You know, you want to. It just seems like such a such a cool idea. I want to try the. I want to try like a. I actually want to try traditional still life from life, like not even take a picture and just really kind of do it. By yeah, the eye, which is this is a whole other. It's a whole. Di- I I tried. I, yeah, I tried doing that because I'm constantly moving around and I'm up and down and you've got you kind of got once you once you're in that position you've kind of got to commit for a decent yeah right time right. to get your base drawing down or mm-hmm. you know depending how you're doing it um and then you see how you see in position and everything changes how you look at the piece and it's the way i'm doing mine is doing the photographs means i can kind of do it in sections yeah it's more practical <laughs> for it's sure. more practical it's definitely and the cool thing about doing the doing the photo shoot first is if I really want to concentrate on just one section of the painting, I can just zoom in on oh, that. Oh, true. Yeah. 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 Thing, that's true. You know, yeah. No, you know, I, I, I'm not like it's, I, uh, this painting back here is like, I Photoshopped, I took a photo reference, Photoshopped it. It's just like, I could do it. I've done it before from, yeah. from I, and it's just, it's just takes more time. You know, yeah. I've got a bunch of backlog of stuff. You know, it just makes sense. It's like, I know I can do it, so I'm. I don't need to prove anything to myself. It's just yeah. more about like efficiency. It's a, yeah, and you need to make Absolutely. as many pieces as you can because you want to sell as many as you can, and you're interested in the subject. And you, you know, it's just like, yeah. If you, if you start painting from life and you set it all up in front, of you, you could be adding an extra week, two weeks onto the project. Right. Um, and if you think. Like one of the one of the biggest biggest pieces that I've done for this show, um, it was it was two months painting that one piece. Right. Yeah. That's so. If I'm adding like another two three weeks on just that initial yeah, starting yeah, point, yeah. and I work with real candles and real flowers. Yeah. They aren't, gonna, they aren't gonna last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That um, that makes total sense. And it's constant. The lighting's constantly changed because the candle. I'm kind of working on a time scale. That candle's constantly burning down. Yeah. <laughs> it's changing the lighting, so I've got to get those photographs as quick as possible. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so, that makes total sense. Uh, um, I just, you know, I, I wanted to, I just, I want to do it because I've got a little spot on my easel. I could do it. And I've realized I got so much cool. You've got so many cool, you've got so many cool, like some of your old, like we said before in the last one, you've got all the, your sculptures and you yeah. know, throw some of them in there and things. And just yeah, so weird cool. little knickknacks and stuff on my shelf yeah. up there. It's like, it would be really fun to do, but you know, um, I'm not having fun until next year. This year is oh. all, all getting all my stuff done. Don't Let's... catch up. <laughs> so I'm gonna have a, a a big celebration. I got my book done. I got. I'll have it yeah. after this year. I mean, really, I'm really making progress. Anyway, um, <laughs> I've been talking about this for so many years on the podcast. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> but man, I'm telling you, I got. I've got a big chunk of it done. I, I'm almost well, done with. The Kickstarter is almost done. It really is. It's like since I've been talking about it, everything's almost done. My commissions, I'm, I'm, I've got a list here. I'm, I'm crossing things off. Like every week, I'm crossing things off. So I am, I'm doing well this year. This is the first year I've actually. Well, didn't you? You decided not to do any shows this year. Yeah, yeah. So you could, you could really dig into it. So that's a, that's yeah. a cool. You're able to do that. And now I'm finding though that like. The, the the new wrinkle is that oh I gotta pay the I gotta pay some bills again so now I gotta stop mm. I gotta figure out what can I sell around here I gotta scrounge <laughs> yeah. around the studio for pieces that I've had oh maybe I'll finish this study off and you know but whatever it's just it's a crazy life it's a crazy life it is. I was gonna I, uh one thing about that um I think the Alex Gray book the Mission of Art that everybody should read I'm I'm uh. I think he, you know, it's been a long time, but I think he frames it as art as a spiritual practice. It's like a, it's like a ritual spiritual practice, hmm. like uh, like any other religious or sp spiritual practice, and it's like he makes a really good case for it. And um, even uh, Alistair Crowley, I think, said. I just heard this recently and I was like, wow, that's so cool. Uh, he said that the, the, the greatest magician isn't, isn't, isn't as, it, oh wait, what is it? The, I'm going to screw it up. The, <laughs> the best magician isn't as good as, isn't as good of a magician as an artist is. And it's like, because art is, the essence of magical practice mm. because you're because you're creating work you're creating something from nothing and you're doing it for its own sake oh, yeah. you know what i mean you're doing yeah. it just to do it which is kind of like the ultimate uh, uh spiritual magical practice you're just doing it to do it you're not doing it for some ulterior motive although we have to make money it but that's we more to, yeah. that's 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 more on the kind of society we live in it is yeah you know it definitely is that's not um, because we you know it's like i'm sure you're probably like me you're doing it because you love to do it and if you hmm. didn't need the money you'd probably give the paintings away to your friends or people that yeah or you'd hang them around your house, or you just, I mean, I would have, I, no... I, 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 I wouldn't stop doing it. That's right. the thing. It, it, I've been doing this so long now. I've only been doing it kind of like full time. This is like my 10th year. This is actually my, my, my first 10th year where I've done, been doing it full time. 
Oh, cool. Uh, without, without any job, other jobs before, like t- uh, 2013, I was I, had, I was working other jobs. Right. Um, so for the last 10 years, I've been doing fully dedicated, just doing artwork. So have you have you noticed big change after 10 years? Because I, I remember yes. Gary, told, Gary told me, he's like, uh, when I first started, he's like, yeah, give it about 10 years and you'll, and, and you'll, you know, you'll be making decent, decent sales and stuff. Yeah. It, it was up and down um, at the beginning and then I kind of had a, a decent ride and then it was just kind of like, it just leveled. Right. And then more downs than ups. So it was kind of like, it was a real struggle. Um, and the, the work showed it. Um, but if I compare the work I'm doing now from to 10 years ago, it's light years. Oh yeah. 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 It's so different. Um, not just in subject matter, but technique, quality, mm-hmm. everything about it is mm-hmm. so different. Um, and that was another thing about going into lockdown. I literally just, I didn't do anything but paint. Yeah. I just sat in front of the easel and painted every single day. Yeah. So in the last two, three years, even a painting that I was doing like three years ago when I first started doing the still life is dramatically different to what I'm doing now. It, it right. changed changed even more um and i think that was because i was getting so into doing the, doing what i was doing yeah yeah i just got just get getting deeper and deeper into it and now this new stuff that this new series i'm doing has made me want to go even deeper so mm. hopefully i'm going to have it still in me and i'm not not just going to die at the easel one day i'm just going to just like tilt over while i'm finishing a piece off and it's like <laughs> but it, 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 you know if you if you think about it you know you've been performing this ritual every day for 10 years and the result of the ritual has been uh more success in your life more yeah. uh uh being able to do the ritual better like the pieces you create are better and better so it it really is like you know the, the deeper meaning I think there's this deeper underlying meaning with this the show of yours where you're you're exploring rituals, but there's mm-hmm. like it's like a meta thing r- r- running under it is that you the, the have been doing is, you, you yeah. know the painting being the ritual the creating the artwork being being the the ritual for the artist and and how that uh, is culminated in the show about rituals. It's very like Inception, kinda, yeah. You know, well, it's kind of like a lot of the work that I, I've been doing. Um, since like especially like since last year with the the last show that I did, I always try to put a little bit of myself in there, a little bit of meaning and some of that's a bit personal in there. I don't have to explain it to anybody, but I know right. it's there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. With this show, I think that I went a little bit deeper into that, so I've put more of myself into it. Like I said, a little bit more kind of like spiritual has gone into it. You know, a lot more blood, sweat, and tears has definitely gone into it. So the passion is there for it to. Just to, to to get it out there, um, and I want I want to do more of it. I just want to keep going with this. It's, I've got I've got this itch now already. Yeah. Like literally the the morning when I was flying, I was already doing research and stuff for the next lot of work. I was looking for new props because because I couldn't sleep. So I was yeah. like, oh, I might as well start, start working for the next the next lot of work. Um, yeah, that's when you know you're on to something. I think as an artist is when you find that thing that just won't won't leave you alone it won't you know you have to keep researching it that's the thing we 
we we chase and you know it's it's hard to find that it's hard to find a thing that grabs you like that it's almost mm. like that's like kind of the i think the main as as artists it's like the main thing you're trying to do is uh find your own voice and find your the thing that grabs you that you want to paint to paint all the time yeah you know yeah i do i do feel with, with the work that i'm doing now I, even though i'm still kind of taking a lot of influences from traditional still life work i think this what i'm doing now it i finally found my voice after yeah doing artwork for what 35 years since i was a kid all the way up to this point you know i, I like i'm 40 i turned 42 this week and nice. I finally found a, a real passion for it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's taken a lot of work to get to this point, but totally worth it. Yeah, yeah. Totally worth it. And, you know, I think where, where that leads you, like when you, as an artist, it's like we have this, we're lucky that, that we have this um, thing. We have this this passion or whatever this, whatever it is we have to do this thing. And I think where it leads you when you find your voice and you find your passion, your subject matter or whatever it is, it leads you to a greater understanding of yourself. That's kind of yeah. like, that's how you know it's the real thing in a way. Hmm. If you, if it, if it shows you deeper parts of yourself all the time. I think shows that you're you've you've found your your real thing because if you if you're not and you're just doing like whatever you know you're you're doing stuff that's not you're not really passionate about but maybe you're just painting stuff to sell or whatever which is which is okay to yeah do. which is fine we, it's we have to do that absolutely so we, absolutely but it's we've not all, we've all been there oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i've <laughs> i've i've done it many times and i'll continue to do it when i need to <laughs> you know it's like this is this is a blue collar kind of job it's i was talking to somebody about this the other day it's like being an artist is not this like oh i get it i'll do it when i uh you know when i feel inspired and uh I, you know i'm not 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 on a schedule i used to do it when i feel like it it's not like that at all it's like you have to work like you're a fucking mechanic you gotta get you know you gotta set uh, you have to do it you have to do a lot of hard working hours it's mm. it takes a toll on you it's it's not easy this idea that artists are like wimpy and overly sensitive it's just it's like you know this is the most kind of blue one of the most blue collar kind of jobs there is really you know or it's up there with it's, many blue co blue collar working class yeah. type type of jobs because it's like physical work long hours you know you got to concentrate you got to you know it's you can't just it's not for you have to take criticism for things that you are like putting yourself into there's a lot of like difficulty involved so it's it's just a yeah. total, total bullshit that it's not uh that it's it's hard work i think yeah. that's things I it's like you say it, i think a lot of people see it's like you know when i was first kind of starting out it was like oh i just get comments like oh you're just sitting around just doodling yeah <laughs> it's like you fucking you have no idea and that this is like say like 10 years ago when i was first you know really digging deep into doing it full time and now when i'm like 
really deep into it, it's like I say, it, it can be it, it could be punishing. Oh yeah, the, absolutely. The hours and you know this the strain that I've put on my body just in the last six months is is brutal. Yeah. It's absolutely brutal. Um and yet if the passion weren't there, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. You, why, why put why, why put myself through that? I can yeah. go get you know a nine, normal nine to five job. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, wrong, nothing wrong with having a not a nine to five job. No. You know, I've had many of them over the year, but there's no passion there. There's yeah, things. yeah. And I, I can't I can't go back to that that thing. Yeah, once I, you get I, a taste I, of it, it's... I, 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 oh, I think. What happened? TV's just Netflix just decided to turn itself off in the background. Uh, <laughs> um, the TV was off. Um, but I'm 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 in this now. It's like I'm 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 all in. Yeah, yeah. No You're matter what happens, I'm all in. You know? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I I, I uh, yeah. I'm 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 with you there. What was the point I was making before I got up on the blue collar thing? What was I saying before that? I was going to make a good point about, oh man, it was a good point. I totally sidetracked myself. You do this every time. Though. I know. You, you I go know. off on one and you, you know, then like at the end of the podcast, you'll remember <laughs> what it is. <laughs> or or after the podcast is oh, done. Or after the podcast, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Uh, yeah. It'll, it'll come back to you. Yeah, yeah. It you. was a good point though. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. So, I one thing I'm wondering is, uh, have you has ha, has this affected your personal life outside of the art? Like, have you tried any ritual, d done any rituals like yes. that you've discovered, like mm -hmm. magical rituals or spiritual yep. rituals? Oh yeah, yeah. I do a bit of um, I do a bit of like kind of. That that like saying when I'm setting up doing, you know, getting ready to start a painting and stuff like that. I normally have like, I'll I'll set some candles that I've got to one side and I'll put them. Um, I'll I'll set them going and I'll kind of like scent it myself before I start painting. And I might have a certain music that I'll put on just to, you know, bring myself down. And I've got with doing it with doing this. I've kind of built a slight altar behind my easel oh, to cool. side. so i have i have always everything there in, in presence it's not like right i do the shoot the photo shoot for the piece and everything gets packed away it's always there so i'm, I'm kind of surrounded um with all the things that i'm using so but yeah, one of the, yeah but I, it's kind of like i do light a candle or two before i start working and you know kind of send it myself and get get the preparation ready so it's um, all that's all around the 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 artwork but have you done any like outside of the artwork like any for whatever reason for different yes you know. I, I have done but i i yeah i have done i've done bits and bobs i've looked into stuff and i'm kind of like oh i wonder if that would help me on my personal side you know we're dealing with you know it's kind of mental stuff and mm -hmm. you know, stress and anxiety or, or anything like that i've done certain things to kind of help center myself in my own life outside the artwork right um, and it does work it, it really does work yeah yeah so, yeah there's something even, no go ahead i was gonna say even like um i go for a, a morning walk mm -hmm. um and i go in, in the fields and the woods and stuff like that and i just kind of absorb all that yeah yeah and 
that that in itself is it's like that's a, its own ritual kind of practice of just letting go of everything else around me. Yeah. Bringing everything, you know, to a certain point and it's like, right, now I'm ready to go again. Yeah, yeah. I think more important than like learning specific ritual practices, I think it's more important to realize that rituals are happening all the time. All the time. It's it's more I think it's more important to see the rituals you're already naturally doing because and if they're working for you. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's like if you've naturally without meaning to created a ritual in your life or a number of rituals in your life that are helping you, that seems like maybe that's a good thing to yeah, do. It's really good. Like it just kind of happened naturally, you know. It's got I think that yeah, it's definitely got to the more naturally it happens. And I think if you are gonna start doing it, I think you've got to put the right intention into it and why are you actually doing this. Right, right, right. You know, if you just to go start doing it and go, oh, I just want I want money and fame and all that stuff, it, you're putting the wrong intentions in. I think if you put the right intentions into what you're doing and it's a for a good reason, I do think that and I have started to believe it more that it does come back. It comes back to you when it's ready to come back. Mm-hmm. It might not happen straight away. Yeah, but, but I think the universe sometimes really does start to listen to you at some point, and it might just give you that little seed. Absolutely, I, you um, know. Here's, I mean, the the kind of, um, I think the 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 i the the simple idea of it takes time. To manifest or however you want to say it for your your intention to physically manifest it takes time because if you just put intention there and, and you're able to manifest something instantly imagine all the terrible damage it's like that would not that would not work yeah. in the real world <laughs> when you get pissed off at someone or whatever <laughs> you want to you know want to drop dead or it's like it, it just it, as a principle it makes sense that that this it takes it's almost like the time um uh the the the, the time thing is like uh a safety valve so you don't do mm. something stupid yeah. in a way that you make sure although you can do stupid things for sure but um i don't know it's uh i i i just yeah i fully believe that reality is like alive and responds to what you put your focus on i mean yeah. how many people do you know that focus on only negative things and they're and they're always bad things keep happening to them i've seen this happen to so many people to where it's like they it's like this weird self-fulfilling prophecy where Mm -hmm. bad things happen they're just constantly complaining and then bad things keep happening and it's just it's like kind of a nightmare hell situation yeah it it can be like yeah it definitely i've I've had people in 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 and around my life where it's it's been like that and and you can't do anything <laughs> you can't do and some, sometimes you can help people and sometimes you can't you've kind of got to take it on yourself and change it if you if you really want that thing that stuff like that to change then kind of make it change yeah make it happen, you know i don't know it's yeah do you know about the whole grant morrison 
the Invisibles and all that. Do you, have, do, do you know about that whole story about that comic he did, the the Invisibles? No, no, no. Oh, you should look into that because uh, uh, he he uh, started. He was all into magic, chaos magic, and he. Uh, my understanding is he was writing this comic and he had himself as a character, like a guy that looked like him. Hmm. And he kept <clears throat> writing things into the comic and they would start happening to the, him in real life, like very specific oh. things. Like he got sick. He, you know, he made the character get really sick. He ended up getting really sick, went in the hospital. He made the character, you know, find that a girl that looked like with a certain haircut, he met this girl with a, that looked like the character in the book. Mm. And he was saying how he kind of realized he was, he was calling it a hyper sigil, which is like sigilizing yeah. the, the comic book. And it was, you know, it's, I guess part of the reason I'm not sure the timeline, but part of the reason he got so into magic was, was he was seeing this happen, which is insane. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Uh, but, it, but it's, it's an interesting idea if you're into that sort of thing to, to, um, I don't know, think about artwork in that way, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I wonder if any of these, it, it, okay. If you take certain rituals, you're painting that are made to get certain results in a way you're kind of mm -hmm. doing a ritual of the ritual that's made create the result i wonder if you will get the result in your life i i, I oh. <laughs> i don't have another way about risk doing that <laughs> i know <laughs> it depends what the rituals are i guess but well, again, that, then that it goes into what intention. You exactly, that's into. what I was gonna say. So, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is really what I might, I might do. It, I might do it then, so I can get some new knees because that's some of that I really do need at the moment. Is some new knees. New knees. <laughs> yeah, my knees are completely shot, so I might do a painting about getting some new knees, and maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll get some. The new knee ritual. A new knee ritual. I'll look into. <laughs> there's probably one out there. There'll be something out there that I can do. Yeah. I, it'd be cool to. Uh, do you know much about chaos magic? Have you? I know a little bit about it. It's, it's again, it's one of those things where I'm starting to look into certain things. So I'm sure within my research, I'm going to be starting doing more when I get back. I'll I'll, I'll dig into it. Yeah, I'll it's more about it and stuff. It's interesting because it's like the idea is that it's stripping down, uh, like uh, traditional traditional ceremonial magic or different types of magic are like dressed up in certain cultural uh uh adornments of the time they were mm. they were created in you know so the idea of chaos mag magic is like the underlying uh mechanisms can be utilized without dressing it up with certain, you know, uh, uh, I'm totally blanking uh, uh, on, uh, on how to describe this. It's like without dressing it up in cultural stuff. Right. Like, like, uh, 
you know, it's like there's a there's an engine, there's a, the principle of an engine for a car, and then there's all these different mm. engines that do the same thing. But the basic principle of the engine is that like gas goes in, spark plug fires, it spins the crank, blah blah blah. So yeah. so the idea is that you can uh, basically create your own rituals, just just because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't have to say the certain word. You don't have to use the certain gods or spirits. It's like the ritual is the thing that makes it happen and your intention and your focus. And so in principle, you can make up a ritual. You can make up a spirit that's going to do this thing for you or give you this mm. thing or whatever it is. And, uh, as artists are, are generally more attracted to this type of magic because we're creative and it's like, we can think this stuff up. We kind of take it for granted. A lot of people <clears throat> would have no idea where to start thinking something up, but as a creative person, you could sit and go, Oh man, it'd be cool to do this. This would represent this. This would represent this. This is what my intention is, and and well, that's kind of, that's, well, yeah, well, that's kind of what I've been doing with this new work. With when I'm when I'm putting the whole thing together, I've I've, I've kind of been doing that then. Yeah, so you've been like sort of, I've, but, but kind of doing it without realizing. Right. That I'm doing it. <laughs> Again, that's the that's the sign that you're doing the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> that you're on the right track. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna. Like I said, there's all these, all all these different practices and stuff. I'm, I've got, I literally got a list. Yeah, so much work, research to do when I get back, but I can't wait to dig into it. Yeah, yeah, you should check, look into sigil. There's a really great Grant Morrison uh, talk he gave about sigil magic. If you haven't seen it, I'll send you a link. Yeah, please. Yeah, do. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, because sigil magic is is a ritual that man, that's another topic. Well, I remember when um, <laughs> you when, could get uh, into, David, I think when David and um, Damien were doing it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, when they were doing it, when they were talking on the on their podcast, I was like, I was listening to that constantly. Yeah, yeah. Doing that, and I even I did I did actually try doing when 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 they were describing. How to do? Oh, how to make them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did try it for a little bit. Um, maybe I should look into doing it again. Yeah, I got some. I'll send you some videos. <laughs> I'll send them to yes. Dan, Dan, and he can forward them yeah. to you. They're, it's really interesting, though. It's just like I, I keep thinking. You know, you're doing this ritual kind of artwork. It seems like that would be a really cool thing to incorporate. Mm -hmm. Um into the artwork that could be that could be cool i don't know it just seems like such a deep subject did you have any like weird things happen to you when you're painting for the show that you could think of any cosmic synchronicities or shadow people coming and visiting you or <laughs> um i don't know my dreams were funky. They oh, were really? Funky. Yeah. What were they like? More vivid or just weird? Very vivid. Hmm. That's like the clarity, and I was able to do a, a lot more. Um, 
Oh, what's it called? Um, when you can control the dreams. Oh, lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming. Wow. Yeah. You know, in the past sort of year, more in the last six months since I started doing this work, but yeah, in the past year, I've been able to do more lucid dreaming. This is the kind of thing that happens when you start doing magic. Is you start getting more vivid dreams, you start being able to go more lucid in your dreams. So it's like yeah. you're you're. It's funny because you're you're. You know, it's like you're you're doing magic <laughs> with yeah. these with these paintings. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I what have I got myself into? I'm going to get into trouble somewhere down the line. No, it's a good um, thing. It's a good thing. You're a good yeah. guy. You're you're not a, a jerk. You, you got you know. You seem to have your. You know, I who, do know you know who you are you you know yeah. you're a decent person and and yeah I, I try to be i definitely try to be and that's you know. and that's what uh it's the intention behind it is you know where the energy where the energy goes so if you were some terrible person it might be a different story <laughs> <laughs> no one knows the real truth everyone, everyone sees this nice person they don't know behind it where i've got bodies buried in the water everywhere. <laughs> yeah that's that's uh that's that's true for many people many people in the public eye man you hear stories yeah. about celebrities or people in the public eye and it's like they they come across as really nice people and you you hear yeah. the stories and they're like sociopathic you know there's some yeah some people out there who are extremely dark on the inside yeah on the, outside it's all it's all <laughs> it's all glitter and nice yeah yeah. As I said, mentioned before, you can put as much glitter as you want on a piece of dog shit, and it's still a piece of dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter how how much you want to pretty it up, it, it'll always be that, that that one thing. It's just glittery dog shit. It's just glittery. It's dog still shit. gonna stink though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I I try to be a good person. I do try to be a good person. You know, that's, again, that's my sense. I, I I you know I try to put it out there good things you know if i can help people when i help people on the way yeah yeah you know, but since since i started doing this and started doing these shows and stuff um things have been going good so if i can put it back out there in the world i'll put it back out there you know yeah absolutely it's um yeah it's good it's yeah good. and i'm enjoying myself i'm just like i said i'm just it's it, again it's i'm getting prepped right we were already out today buying stuff for the show and i had to go buy some frames and going shopping with dan's it's it's, it's dangerous yeah <laughs> so just buying props so yeah we're, tonight we're going to be doing going back to the studio and the gallery and working through the night again okay so you're gonna you still have to hang the show and set yeah up. um most of the work's ready to hang um i had to buy a few frames so I've got to get them ready to go and then we're just going to hang everything and start doing the whole display stuff that we, we do for the shows, mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun doing that. It's a lot of fun when we've got some, it, it, yeah, I think it's going to look cool. I think it's going to look really cool. We've already, well, Dan's already made a start on it. He's already got these, 
displays up that kind of look like my paintings and it's all, it kind of looks like a ritual practice oh how cool the whole room looks like it's ready to go for some sort of like crazy ritual practice right it's, it's, it's yeah that place is kind of the perfect place to, yeah. to for a show like that yeah think about it that's super cool so what are you, what are the uh what uh what surface are you painting on are these on canvas no i have a, i haven't used canvas for a while now i'm oh. using panel what kind of panel? It's a um, the, plywood the... MDF backing with a birch veneer. Oh, okay. Top. Where you get? So, are you getting those from a certain an art I supply get them from, place or uh, uh, Jackson's? Jackson's art. It's based, oh, okay. in, uh, based in the UK. Um, and I tried a few different types. I was work, working with, with some where they had the Belgian linen stretched on it because I like the hard surface. Mm -hmm. um, so that's not going to get damaged. And for a while, I was using the Belgian linen. I was trying to using. I was using different grades, and I ended up getting smoother and smoother and smoother. And then I thought, I'm just going to start using normal panels. <laughs> yeah, I, was still, right. I was still getting that um, texture glint yeah, when I was yeah. taking photographs, and I was editing for like for hours try to get taking out all the little white dots and stuff and then i still have to edit when i'm using the panels um but yeah the, it, it's it's weird working on such a smooth service so i'm having to use I'm, i mix my own primers and gessos up so i'm still getting that tooth in there um, well what, what are you what are you using for your gesso i'm i'm just using a standard um, like acrylic gesso acrylic uh, Windsor & Newton um, gesso that they do um, and I'm using a black gesso that Golden do so when I oh, mix yeah, together, I've got some of that yeah. it, does, it, it makes a really nice it, it tones the canvas uh, the panel as well so you're not working on like you know bright white um, like panel but yeah. it, it's got a really nice tooth to it well, so what do you uh what what color is the panel when you after you've uh gessoed it is it like gray uh, it's like a, a medium gray sort of tone um and then i'll do like i transfer my image on there um using like the carbon transfer paper mm -hmm. so i'll draw everything out transfer it on seal it and then i'll um, i'll tone it again with um, like burnt sienna or raw umber or something but mm -hmm. a wash up and then I, I then, I don't know why I do all the process of doing all that because then I do a full Gracio under underpainting. So I, that's it, the way you it, do it. That's just the way it goes. I've just got it, again. <laughs> I've got into this routine of doing this. Yeah, whatever thing, works. Like, whatever works. You don't oh, have to explain yourself. It's like there's so many more, different ways of doing it. Yeah. Sometimes I sit there when I've done it. So I'm just creating more work for myself when I'm just going to cover the whole thing in color again. But yeah. I find having that full. Or pretty much almost rendered under under painting. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, know. I get a better a better painting at the end. So the right. finished result, it. I think if I was doing it straight into color, I don't. I, I don't think it would be. I don't think I'd have the same result at the end. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's. The, I, I mean, you just have to do what you feel comfortable with, really. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It I'm, takes a bit. Long, it takes a bit longer, but. Yeah. Like um, for this painting, I did. Oh, you should. One thing you might want to try because I was doing the carbon paper and the tracing, which hmm. is 
you know, there's something to be said about getting to know an image through tracing it and then right tracing it again. There is something to be said about that. It's like you are kind of like building a relationship with the image. The more attention you put, even to like a, a, a prepping your panels and stuff, you're you're bonding with this object that you're creating. I think there's some weird cosmic thing to be said. But mm. having having said that, you should maybe look into, I mean, obviously you don't need it, but one thing that's helped me is buying one of these projectors. I've been looking at looking at that. They're like a hundred bucks, give or yeah. take. And you know, they're all the same from what I can gather, like if they say 1080p. And they work so good. It's just like you put it up. It's it's like you you uh, do you hook it up to your phone, and you do like screen mirror your screen of your phone, and then you just pull right. the image up on your phone, and it projects. And what I've been doing is like like I got this painting. I'm gonna I got to do this Medusa painting. Mm -hmm. I just project it, and then I trace it with India ink. Um, right. just these, do you, do you have to seal that then before you, no, you don't, you don't oh. have to seal it. That's the cool thing is, um, I, I'm just using these favor castle. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, India ink seal. It's like waterproof. And so I just start painting on it and, um, man, it's, it's, it's so much easier than the tracing and transferring technique. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was. I've, I've definitely been looking into doing that, especially when I'm working on the um, the bigger pieces because yeah. they take a long time. Yeah. It's like drawing one of those out, even though I'm I'm pulling back on how much I'm actually drawing out. I'm only drawing now right what I need to be able to see right. Yeah, yeah. The, the basic sort of line work mm -hmm. of just so I've got like right. I can see I've got because because I've got the photograph of the image I can see what I'm going to be painting. So as long as I've got the basic structure, the line work, that's yeah, all I need. Right. Now. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not going like super crazy with detail. Like we've all like especially when I'm doing like all the flowers. I'm not drawing every single petal out. It's like right, there's a flower there. Right, it's that shape. Right, that's, right. That's, that's yeah, all yeah. I need to do. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That makes sense. But I know what you mean. It's like I. It's funny because I, I traced this one and I did washes like i did this kind of bluish green wash over the face this purpley wash over the background blacks washes and then i just painted over it you know and it's like i didn't need to do the wash but for some reason <laughs> it's like it feels good to see it i don't know it helps me to it's it's like when it seems like with with uh painting is like at least the way i, I paint it seems like you're 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 on a you're on a dark path it's pitch black and you've got a flashlight and you could see like a foot or two ahead of you mm. you know and so it's like it, 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 the process might just be helping you to get to the next part where you can see the another next part, foot or yeah. two you know yeah <laughs> so yeah <laughs> it's the same with toning a canvas you know it's how it's easier to see the image against a stark white uh canvas but having said that you know i have painted um i've painted on direct white canvas oh, i've done that I, I was doing that for i've done that multiple times when i just sometimes it's hard to, where I just, yeah you know it's hard it's to it. get the color i find when i'm painting on white i have to really match the color of my reference because it it doesn't look it just doesn't seem right when you're just eyeballing it yeah. against bright white 
Yeah, you the know? tones, the tones go all over the place. That's why, like my palette, um, underneath the uh, underneath the glass is the same tone yeah, right, as right. the the primer that I'm putting on. Yeah, um, on the panels. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm mixing my colors, I can then I'm seeing it directly. Yeah, how it how it compares. So right, it, right that that's what it looks like on that gray there. It's gonna look the same on that gray there when I'm putting it on. Yeah. So <clears throat> it definitely it it works. It does work. It just it's just a little bit more. It is a little bit more work, but I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm used to it now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, like I said, I'm all in. I'm all in. If you're you know if you're comfortable with it and you, you yeah. enjoy the process, that's what counts. I've I'm like so behind in these commissions though that I need to like be as efficient as possible so I can get them done quickly with that, with yeah. the least amount of work. Like, like I said, especially stuff that's like portrait based that, when it's a yeah. likeness, that is really hard for me to get a likeness. So if I have it traced out, it's like, I don't, I have to, I, I don't, I'll save days, mm. you know, noodling around to try and get a likeness. Cause I'm just, I'm not great at that, but um, I can do it. It's just a lot of effort. Um, so you do, Grisai, you you do the Grisai technique where you're painting yeah. the whole thing in black and white, black and white. Yeah, but I, I don't use black and white. I use in um, I use Van Dyke brown and lead white. So it's almost it's pretty much black and white. Um, right. But yeah, I do full underpainting. Same. Yeah. And um and then okay, one thing I gotta say, did did I talk to you about Vasari raw umber before? You did, okay. and I was gonna look into it. Um, maybe I, but could... I was waiting. I was going to buy some and I was like, Shh, I don't know if I'm going to buy this yet. And then I've got it on my list of all my things that I've got. If to I buy. have a little, if I have a small tube of it, I can, maybe I could send you some to Dan's and get there in time. Before. When are you leaving? Uh, next week. Oh, okay. I'm leaving for two weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll send, I'll, I'll send you some just a little okay, bit. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and I can try yeah, it out. I think, so gonna be, I think we're going to be doing some painting next week. I think we're going to we're going to sit down and try to do like a day or something, like this figure, the face. Uh, yeah, with not the not the black. That's it's all that's all titanium white and Vasari raw umber. Right, and so it's like I think it's doing the same thing that the Van Dyke brown maybe is doing yeah. for you. But it's yeah. but it's worth trying because it just makes such a great this this. I don't, it's like a warmish gray. It's just gray. Yes. I just love it. It's, I just love yeah. it. Well, that's what the Van Dyke Brown does. It's, it's, and depending on how much white you put in there, then you do get, um, it's like you said, so like, it's like a warm, warm gray. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, but it's, 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 it's just, I'm just so, I was so blown away by it. I'm always pushing it on all, all my artist friends because it's so Yeah. Cool. You, yeah. You mentioned it last, last time. <laughs> last time. So I, I put, I, I put literally got my, like my notepad and I put it in my notepad of, of um, paints that I need to try. But you have to buy a hundred dollars worth of paint from them at a time yeah, to get it. That's I, the thing. That Well, I spend that up. That's what I spend anyway. So. <laughs> okay. So you're using uh lead white, traditional yes. lead white, which is another paint that is so amazing when you start using it. I don't use it very often, but when I do, I always think, oh my God, this is such a great white because it's such yeah. a weak, it's got such a weak tinting strength yeah. that you mix it. I mean, white titanium white is so strong when you mix it with your paints. Mm -hmm. um, uh, 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 lead white is just like, and it's almost like trans, 
translucent in a weird way. Like you mix, you can mix a lot of it in with a color and it just slightly it, raises it, the value. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it take it does take a lot of it to really like kind of like destroy the color. Right. Uh, but I, th I think since, since I started using that, I think I've used titanium white maybe a handful of times and mm. it's mainly just for like a really strong highlight or something right. like that. And even then it's not pure titanium white. I'm mixing it in with another color. So it's, but when there's a, like a really bright point on something and I need it to really pop, um, that's when I use the titanium white or I'll, I'll even mix the titanium white with the lead white just, yeah, to, right. just to take that value up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, apparently yeah, the it, it makes the, uh, lead white makes the strongest paint film they say too. So, yeah. so you know, general, generally most colors you're mixing with white. And so when you're mixing it with lead white, you're in theory, you're making the strongest. It's, yeah. It's got a stronger bond to it. It's like, I think it's like zinc white's the, the, is it zinc off uh, flake white, which is like, they're the worst ones that are not archival. Or yeah. They crack zinc. Apparently yeah. zinc white cracks. So you shouldn't use it uh, from what I've read. And then yeah. lead white is, uh, the best but it does it is lead <laughs> so do you do you well, I'm, I'm not sat there spreading it on my toast in the morning and you know, that's like... a part of the problem <laughs> it's like they got it's like you know they got they got us so scared about lead that i wonder i wonder i see so i was asking somebody about um lead versus cadmium and someone was telling me cadmium is worse than lead it's more toxic yeah. Toxic, and it's like yeah. I'm not really. I don't. I don't worry about using cadmium colors. I just don't get them on my fingers, and I wash my hands. And that's the thing. If that's that's if you like get some on your hands. One of the things I've I've um, I do is I have some like baby wipes mm -hmm. on my easel. So if I get end up like you know, especially when I'm mixing paints up. Yep, I've got like in a bucket. Yeah, <laughs> mix when I'm mixing all my paints up. I'm, I'm always I always have paint on my hands by the end of it. Mm -hmm. I just baby wipes, clean my hands, wipe Joe, wipe my spatula down, my palette knife down. You know, there's been the odd occasions when I've been mixing my paints and I have put the paintbrush in my mouth when I'm sat thinking. Oh really? <laughs> and I'm like is that cadmium or is it lead? <laughs> mm. You, mm. Taste, you can tell by the taste. Uh, <laughs> What color have I got on it? Oh, that's a bad one. <laughs> yeah. That does happen when I'm, I've not slept much. And yeah. I forget I've actually got paint on the paintbrush. <laughs> okay. So you, 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 you do the, uh, grisaille, which for, for people who don't know, uh, it's, it's where you create it pretty much a finished black and white painting. Now are you, and then you, and then you kind of start glaze if my understanding or the way I've done it, you kind of start glazing color. Once you have the, the underpainting done, you start building your colors up by glazing them. Yes. Or, so and, or, and, or painting opaque paints as well. Right? Yeah. So what I'll sometimes do, depending on the light, say like, um, say like when I'm doing like that, say the flame or something like that. So I'll use a very transparent, um, like red oxide. Transparent mm -hmm. red oxide. I like that's one of my go-to uh, things. So I'll do kind of almost like a, a thin glaze wash with that on there to build the flame up. Then I'll, I'll gladly it's like that fat overlean mm -hmm. sort of thing. Then I start building back up. Um, so I use a lot of thin layers with anything's kind of transparent, 
and then if there's texture on it, then I'll build up with like the thicker right paint on top of it, and then it kind of like builds up from there to the point of and then and any really really bright areas is left right till the end, so right. it really pops out. What are you using for a medium, if if any? Uh, liquid. Hmm. I am using liquid. I have no shame of saying I use liquid because I'm on a time crunch and I've got to get the shit done. <laughs> it's the best, <laughs> um, man. I love liquid. But I don't use a lot of it. I'm using um, one part liquid to three part paint. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's very minimal that I'm using. Yeah. Uh, and it, it might take an, an extra half a day, a day to dry. But yeah. I'm, I've got, because I, I work in kind of sections on the painting. So if I'm waiting for the background bit to dry, I can start working on something in the foreground. It, and you're in like a co- cooler, damp kind of environment too, generally? It, generally, yes. So the UK is very cool, damp most of the time. Right. Uh, but I am quite lucky that my studio slash bedroom is kind of like the warmest room in the house. Mm-hmm. Because I have a boiler above me in the attic, a boiler in a cupboard right next to where my easel is. I've got this like little alcove, and then all the piping for the whole house, all the hot water literally seems to be surrounding my room. So my room kind of like it's got its own ecosystem, so it stays kind of, <laughs> kind of warm all the time. That's cool. Um, so the paint just dry relatively quickly. Because I, because uh, I was, I, yeah, I was thinking um, that I'm sure that affects the drying of paint. Is that that weather? Because I, yeah. you know, I take it for granted because it's like generally kind of dry and warm where I'm at, and I can, you know, at the if if I need paint to dry and it's if it's summer, forget it. I'll just put it outside right in the sun. Outside, and boom, yeah. it's done in an hour or two. And if and if it's cool i can um uh dry it with a uh, uh, uh in front of a space heater like i have a we have a, like a second small bathroom um that i could kind of i kind of turn into like a little drying room i just oh, stick dry a room. safe yeah. heat, uh, space heater put it up and it, you know in a pinch you could dry it really fast but um that's why one of the reasons i like using the um aluminum alumicomp panels is because you can dry the you can put it like right up against the heater. You can get it so hot that you probably shouldn't, and it won't. <laughs> it doesn't warp it like it does wood right. panels, it, and it just dries it. It's like you can put them in the oven. <laughs> you can do anything because they're street they're street signs, street signs, street yes, sign so material, and that stuff's sitting yeah. out all the time. So that's one thing I love about the aluminum panels is I can you know if I'm in a pinch, man, I can heat those things up to where like they're so hot. You can't even touch it. <laughs> yeah, it's some of that I've um it's again it's another one of those things that I'm gonna look into um maybe buying I might just buy a couple of them and do some small pieces on them. Yeah, just to uh, try it out. Just to try it. Um I am tempted to to look into it because sometimes working on the panels that I use, they're not overly heavy. Um, but when I'm working on the bigger pieces, the thickness of the panel has to increase. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I don't use stretching bars or anything on the back. So um, like the last big piece that I did last year, the, I think the, the thickness of the the panel was, what, about 10, 12 centimetres thick? Uh, millimetres thick. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. 
Um, so there's no way that thing's going to start warping at any point. Right. Um, but the problem then is you're dealing with a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the aluminum panels they do they are kind of flexible, uh, but you know I don't know I haven't had too much trouble with that. Like for bigger panels, hmm. you can kind of like they kind of bow if you if you bow them, but you know when you go to put them in the in a frame, they just fit you know they'll fit straight in. yeah yeah so when, when you're painting on one of those do you put like a board behind it so i say if it is a bigger piece do you put like a just a support board behind it yeah so it's not, i'm trying so to it's think kind of bowing you know i just i don't think i had a problem with that i just put it you know i've got like weather stripping right here so it's kind of spongy right, yeah. i had some up here but it fell off and i didn't really have an issue and i did it like a 20 what was it? 24 by 36 was the biggest ones mm -hmm. I did. And I they did, I didn't even have to put anything behind them um, when I painted them. They had that the only thing I was pretty yeah, well. I was, that's, when I was, that's what I was worried about it because sometimes I like to put a little bit too much pressure. That's why I went from canvas to, yeah. to panel as well because sometimes I, I, I kind of lean in on the piece. I thought about it though, and, and that was sort of my plan is like, okay, I could put up, put some wood behind here easily deal with that but yeah it's the same surface wise it's exactly the same as wood it's like you don't feel any difference it's just it's a hard surface that you have layers of gesso on uh that's what i wanted to ask you too is um what's your process for gessoing your surfaces like do you do a layer in sand and a layer in sand or or do you i normally do i'll do a little rough key on the panel like just a quick, you know, little keying over with a bit, bit of sandpaper. I'll put the first layer of gesso on, um, rub it back to it so then it's completely smoothed out. And then I'll put like another two or three coats just straight on. Mm. Uh, no, no more sanding after that. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Don't, I don't, don't sand anymore after I have, I do, um, I do almost like a, cross hatching with my paintbrush yeah yeah um one layer I, this way and then one layer one layer that way. one like yeah, that way yeah. so then i kind of like uh, i build up a slight texture it's not like a crazy texture but it's just enough you know to create that tooth on there but one after that first after the first coat of um gesso i'll do that sand and then there's no more sanding after that oh wow when, when it suits when it's super smooth and like glass i can't paint on it I, yeah I can't, I, yeah I can't. I, it's maybe if I really push myself and to try to do it, I you can, it can be. I it. I've done it before. It's just not fun. It's just you know. Yeah. It's too slippery. I don't like. I don't like it slippery. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's like a. I think I got I, I like a, a early on when I was kind of learning to paint. I got a, some clayboard panels. That mm -hmm. was that. I forget the brand, but. And it was so slippery. And I just was like, I didn't know that it wasn't supposed to be that way. I was, cause I was figuring stuff out and it's like, I made it work, but then I realized, oh, if I would have sanded that, it probably would have been pretty good to paint. Yeah. On. <laughs> well, I, I tried, I did the same thing. I got some like clear boards and I tried painting on it. I was like, yeah, I can't use this. Nope. <laughs> I didn't even finish the painting. I gave up after about an hour of like pushing paint around it was just all over the place like i can't i can't I was like i can't work with this yeah 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 so, that's pretty terrible 
Um, I think they require sanding, though. Um, they require some work to do them. Yeah. So that's that's interesting to know. Okay. So you so you, I think my dad did that actually. I th I don't think he sanded his his uh. He he painted uh gesso and he was was digging the lines that 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 it creates because normally yep. i do a light sanding over that but um i don't i'm not as hung up on it as i used to be um so I don't mind a little bit of texture there yeah yeah so i don't i don't mind it at all it's, it's it's a lot it's a lot smoother than when i was working on like the belgium linen stuff it, it's way smoother than mm -hmm. that uh, but there's still enough texture there and i don't mind the texture in certain points if it's like if it is a little bit thicker it kind of works with the texture of what i'm putting on this so if i've got like if i'm painting a skull or like the horns or like anything like that or a candle or something like that texture that's there adds that texture to right. to the piece um i can normally blend it in with the um with whatever i'm painting what subject matter i'm painting yeah so it's not like it's not overly noticeable that there's like sometimes crazy texture on there. Right. Um, do you do your uh, uh, outer layers like super thick to where you're getting texture or, or are you kind of like, a, uh, is your stuff more just like flat? You know, you know on, that on the, on the actual painting. Itself, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, there's some areas where it's a little bit thicker, not, 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 not massively thickness, but there's like sort of like dab texture points right yeah, kind yeah. Of like to kind of smooth it off and almost like i'm feathering the edges off so it's not like okay mm -hmm. not, not sticking out too much but sometimes i do work a little bit thicker in, in certain things um just to bring that section out just a little bit more yeah i was i was looking at using uh is it oleo gel mm -hmm. um, to thicken some paint up and i was going to experiment with that um when I'm doing like the bone or like skulls and stuff, because I've seen people using it for when they're doing bones and skulls and I, and the texture that it creates on there. Yeah, it's really cool. I think uh, there's a there's a there's a thick version of liquid liquid impasto. Liquid impasto, yeah, that okay. does the same thing. You can get it in like um, you can get it in a tube. Have you tried that? I haven't tried it yet, so because that would be faster drying than that oleo gel. I think. I think the oleo gel. Oleo gel takes while a while yeah, to dry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think liquid impasto takes back like two, three days to dry. I think. Okay. Uh, it'd probably dry a lot quicker for you. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it'd probably take a couple of days to dry. But because I work in thin layers anyway, they're not like. It's like I build up my layers quite a bit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm having these, these layers are like, I haven't even been using hardly any medium at all, like a hmm. little teeny bit and just straight oil. I've been do, using a lot of straight oil paint lately without any medium and I paint so thin it still dries overnight. <laughs> it's crazy. It all depends on what, what color it is as well. Yeah, so it's true. It dries you, so it's, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's funny. All all this paint talk is making me want to <laughs> paint, and it's like, okay, I got to edit this podcast afterwards. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I'm dying oh, to I'm dying to get back to it. I love it so much. Um, but uh, 
So, okay, uh, uh, let me think. I, I'm, I'm, now that we're on this technical um, uh, 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 road here, um, you you know, one thing, uh, I, we probably maybe talked about this last time. I don't honestly don't remember anything we talked about. I don't remember <laughs> anything that I talk about on any of the podcasts because I do it once. I don't listen to it. I only listen to edit. Cause I don't like hearing my own voice really. Mm, so, so, so I just, I don't listen. So then I can, it's just like, you know, th it's almost 300 interviews at this point. And it's just like, I can't keep track. So it's nothing to do with you. I, I know we had a, it was a good episode, but, um, uh, I don't know if we covered this, but I remember when I, uh, one thing I discovered about Grizai was I had trouble at first because I was, glazing and i wasn't painting the opaques back in mm. because I, I i i feel like if if you're just glazing and you're not adding opaque highlights back in it just does not look it, it, good it, it goes it goes flat <laughs> right right it, it, it's especially if you're working with subjects that has actually got shape to it so sort mm. of round shape if you don't put that thickness back into it and that it, it just looks flat right if right it looks like a stain up. it's you know if you it's like it work it looks it works great but it it like it loses this and it it's like it gives you that depth the glazing transparent color it gives you that depth but if you don't paint some opaques back in yeah for the lighter areas and the highlights it doesn't it's not the the complete um technique you know, it's like, I, I just, I kind of, I think I got it from some book I was reading, uh, uh, how to paint like the old masters where they were, where the guy was grisai, uh, glazing and then painting into the glaze with opaques. And, mm -hmm. uh, that works really well. I, I love that yeah, technique. Yeah. Especially for like, well, so like where mine, what I'm doing, uh, kind of almost like that vignette where it's darker at the edges and then mm -hmm. it comes into like especially where the candles are. Mm -hmm. So when I'm working at the edges, it is more thin, thinner glazing. And then as I'm get, kind of getting into those spots, right. that's yeah, you... adding that more opaqueness. That makes if sense, I'm, yeah. If any any points where there's like um, a deeper shadow, then that's just straight, straight glazing. Right, yeah, thinner? yeah, yeah. So I'm using the tone of the, um, of the underpainting to create the light there. So... Because I'm taking in the underpainting up pretty much to a finished thing. So if, if there's a slight brightness there on the underpaintings, once I glaze over it with the color, then the brightness is already there. Because it's, yeah. it's in the shadows. I don't need to bring that forward. And then everything that's in front of that, then I pull that out then. Right. Okay. So when you're doing your underpainting, you you, you, you paint an underpainting in like brown tones or raw, uh, burnt umber or burnt sienna or whatever you're saying. Mm -hmm. And then you go in with the black or the... Van Dyke brown and white, <clears throat> and now you're not painting the shadow areas, right? Or are you painting in the shadow? Yeah, areas? I'm, I'm painting the shadow areas, but the it's very transparent. Okay, okay, so, yeah, with with no it, white in there though, right? You're no not putting white. white. Okay, no. So I'm using transparent colors, um, or I'll I'll thin the color down whatever I'm putting on there. That's whatever it needs to but be. But I mean the the underpainting. Okay, we, I'm talking about the grisaille stage. You're, oh right, yeah. So are you? You're just kind of like doing Van Dyke brown 
transparent glazes over the shadows or are you actually painting like Van Dyke Brown and a little bit of white in the shadows? A little bit of white. Okay. Um, so it's like it's a fully just, covered yeah. painting full before of, you start glazing. Because you literally the, the, the full underpainting, I could stop the underpainting and sell that as a finished picture. Right, it's right. It's just there's no color in there. But you've seen that technique to where it's where the they they leave the shadows. It, the shadows are not painted over with any opaques, and it's just the underpainting, like the brown underpainting showing through. Yeah, you've seen that. That's I've seen. Yeah, that's hard to do. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> because it's like there's a transition between that that gray, like a the darker value gray into mm -hmm. the underpainting and it works really well it's not necessary because you can kind of get that by glazing your shadows over you can kind of get that same vibe and that same feeling but it's like it's hard to do <laughs> i've done it a couple I mean, times and it's a bitch it's just it, again it's one of those steps that i don't want to go into I, yeah i don't i just, just I, I don't want to do it i, I totally do it. understand yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's small work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I I know that it's it'll just frustrate me, and I've done it, and it's frustrated me. Yeah, so yeah. I try not to do things now that frustrates me because if I get into that point where something's pissing me off in the piece, I stop enjoying painting it. Yeah, yeah, right. And I don't want to get to that point. So when I'm starting to like. When I start feel myself kind of like slipping in a piece, I'll go, right, that's enough for tonight. I'm stepping away because I've enjoyed this session. Mm -hmm. Even though I know I need to keep going, right. I'm like, no, I'm going to step away for a little bit, go watch some TV, go take a nap, mm -hmm. you know, watch YouTube, whatever, because I don't want to get annoyed about this piece and just go take a breath and then I'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to stop enjoying what I'm doing. Yeah, that's the worst when you when you when you can't when you're having a bad sitting and you can't get it and you know you need to stop but you don't want to stop because you want you don't want to leave with that bad feeling because it like yeah. ruins the whole rest of your day or yeah. night it's terrible it's yeah. like you know you can get it it's just it's not happening and so at that moment it's not happening yeah it's and it's, it's such a it's, bad it's, feeling yeah <laughs> And more yeah. often than not, I will keep pushing through because it's like I can't stand that feeling. And then you're like, it gets worse and worse, and yep. then you end up screwing it up. And then you have a worse, even worse feeling yeah. because you made it worse. And I've done, I've done that. I actually, I, I have done that with this series. And there was a few pieces where I pushed it to a point where, when I've come back to it the next day and I've looked at it, I've gone. I'm going to have to redo this whole yeah. thing now. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's that's a good reason also to not do to not deal with the leaving the underpainting as the shadow area because you can repaint it. Yeah, that's the thing about that that shadow area. I know people. A lot of people probably don't have any idea what we're talking <laughs> about because it's such a like a weird thing. But uh, the people that do know know what we're talking about. Uh, so you can't you can like repaint things if it's all covered, right? Yeah. If you need to. If you need to. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's one of the cool things about 
working in oils, if you mess up, yeah. let it dry, and you can it. you can paint over it. Mm -hmm. And it's... and the cool thing about glazing is like you can if you if it's not happening and it hasn't dried yet, you can wipe it off. And it's I've done that. Have to worry about yeah, plenty of times. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the cool thing about like having the finish that having the finished underpainting. And once that's completely dried and it is really dried in, if I mess up when I'm glazing in with the oil, the colors on top of it, if it's not right, if I don't want to just let it dry, I could just wipe it off. Yeah. Just wipe that color it's away. It's the best. And it, it, sometimes it actually stains another area that I know that's going to be, it adds kind of like, it adds a tone to that area that I know that it's going to need anyway. Mm -hmm. I just wipe it off. And if it stains it a little bit, it's going to be getting painted over anyway. But yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, when I when I do glazing, when I when I'm doing a lot of glazing, I'll have like my brush, in uh, in one hand and like a a rag in the other hand, and I paint the glaze on and I wipe it off, like I'm mm. wiping all my glazes and kind of like painting with the rag a little bit. Yeah, well, I I tried doing it that way, but I, I sometimes it went too far, yeah, so I started right. to use I got my brushes here because um, I mean. A different studio but i have um really soft brushes for glazing like, yeah just for glazing and that's what they're used for so i can i can do the same thing that you would be doing with a rag but with right. the brush pushing it that's true yeah, yeah. It, move it around and mm -hmm. it smooths out um and like you said and then i put then the opaques back in over that and then if i need to again i'll let that dry and i'll glaze again over the top of it and then so then i'm i'm building those layers up of like you know the transparent and then the opaque and then transparent again right yeah so you're not yeah. like doing i don't know there's these rules of thumb with traditional oil painting where it's like you have to only this many layers you're doing like i do which is back and forth and back and forth opaque yeah. transparent opaque transparent whatever it whatever it whatever takes it, whatever it takes to get the piece <laughs> to look right yeah i've not like i've no Quams or anything about breaking the rules with with this stuff. I know, like people don't like using liquid to say it's bad. Right. Do you know, there's a, a certain rule I follow. Like I'm not overloading too much liquid because then you're going to run into problems later right. down the line. And yeah. I don't want yeah. someone to be buying a piece and it just starts cracking and peeling off the wall. Right. I don't want, you know, I don't want that. So I do follow that certain rule of like you know the one one to three ratio mm -hmm. on the. On the um just because it just helps it speed up the drying time yeah um, i think i mean the the only argument i've heard against it was that it's too new i was watching some it was a pretty good traditional oil painting video on youtube it was like that art academy or something they do like streams to where they hmm. it's really weird it's like they the the, the guy has a I, a Boston accent, and every time he says drawing, he says drawing. <laughs> if you ever, if you ever, he says drawing. I think which I know. Which is kind of funny. But uh, I mean, for me being in California, it's, you don't hear people <laughs> say drawing very much. It's like, a, I think, an East Coast thing. But, uh, <laughs> but one thing this guy was saying, and it's like clear the guy's just, I think, I think he, it's either an A, I, I thought it was AI. Because, but then I heard him say drawing and I thought, wow, that must be a guy who's just reading text because, um, 
some of the stuff he mispronounced. <laughs> so I think it's just a guy who's reading it. But the the point they were saying about Liquin is this guy was saying that he used Liquin, he liked it, but he said he felt like it was too new and it wasn't like time tested um, to his satisfaction. Mm. So it's not that he knew it was bad. He just didn't trust it. But we're not seeing the results a hundred years later. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, we're never going to see a hundred years later. Anyway, I've got paintings from uh, 20 over 20 years ago that I used liquid with that. I don't see any problems with. The only um, the only pieces I've seen issues with, and, and these pieces never went out to the public, um, was when I really used too much. Liquid. Oh yeah, yeah. If you use too and much, it, was, it will yellow. Yeah, it will yellow over time. And that's what it did. Yeah. It yellowed, <laughs> and it was like, okay, I can never sell these pieces because right. they're terrible. I can't can't do it. But that was like that was like old of work when I wasn't really understand. It was it was work when I was first starting to use liquid. Right, right. And I didn't really know, so it was just like, all right, this this gets it drier. Excellent. Let's yeah, get yeah. this slaps in there. Now I understand it, you know, so I know that not to overbear the the paint with too much of it and just Yeah. It's just terrible when you do that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's like working on um a smooth surface, it just slips all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, it's great for glazing though, man. It is, it's it's really good. It's so great. Really and it, it. because there's two the two well, there's three types. There's the um impasto one fine detail fine detail one in the original so the fine detail one's really good though i know i got some Excellent. sitting here and it's like i just i'm too lazy to even pour it out it's like the regular liquid i just am so used to using that for yeah. everything um i went and yeah i got some right here i went and bought like all these stand oils and cold press i want to try all the linseed oils too mm -mm. and i haven't even fucking opened them it's like they're still I, blast. I, I, like i bought them like months ago i keep like thinking i need to try these and test these out and i've got i've got i've done i did the same thing i've got them all there and i haven't used them <laughs> it's like, like liquid works so well yeah although i did you know what i used i used the um on this little piece as a test it's liquid or not liquid uh gam gambling solvent free gel have you ever used that no but one of my friends uh used it and she she used it because liquids the smell of it it's, yeah it's yeah, pretty strong yeah. and it's it can make you feel pretty sick if you're not used to it mm -hmm. um but yeah someone she was telling me to uh to try that stuff it is. I do. I do sometimes get headaches when I'm on a long session. And yeah, it, I'm literally sat over the top of the liquid. It is nice and it feels good. It feels like liquid, but it right. takes longer to dry, and it's like I painted this. I don't know if you can really see, but I painted it pretty thick up here. Yeah, and it's like it's weird. It's like kind of rubbery feeling. It's really strange. Hmm. And it's not bad. But it's just different. It's got like a ta a slight tack to it. It's it's. I mean, it's worth trying. But I was exactly. surprised at how you long. You think it that's took because you the the paint was thicker that it's done that and it's still not. It's kind of like not 
quite dry underneath. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I didn't use enough of that gel or, or mm. I don't know, but it, it was, um, I didn't like that it took that long to dry. It took way longer than liquid, like three times as long, but Oof. it worked pretty well. Um, yeah, I've never had a, I, the only time I have a problem with the smell of liquid is when I'm doing something really big and I'm, and I'm doing like, uh, I don't know, large painting, large areas, mm. you know, cause for the most part, I only have like, it's like a little cup of it. Like a, that's why I've got, I, I, I have a, a, like a small lid and that doesn't, uh, yeah, that doesn't smell at all to me. I can't, you know. Yeah, the only time I, I, I can, it really starts, when I know it's getting to me is when I start getting a headache, but that, that could be like, when I'm sat painting for 12 hours. Right, yeah, yeah. And I'm in, and I'm in a room and you know, I have my windows open, but if I'm working through the day, I can't have the curtains open. So I've got blackout curtains, so right. it's kind of like, Yeah, yeah. So I'm sat there, again, in that warm room with liquid and it's kind of like probably cooking away in the air. Yeah. And, you're like me, smoking in the studio as well. So it's <laughs> the, co the combination of liquid, oil, paint, smoke. Yeah. <laughs> <We're>, yeah. <laughs> it's not the best. It. It's not the best combination. It's really not. You know, you might. Have, yeah, especially when you're on a session and it's like one after another. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I know. I know. Everybody hates smoking so much, but. That kind of makes me like it more, I have to admit. <laughs> the rebellious side comes out. <laughs> yeah. Uh Wow, yeah. Yeah, I've I've only noticed it a few times the fumes when I've uh painted a large painting and I was doing like working on the whole thing at once, like doing lots of like liquid and um uh uh terps mixed and kind of doing washes and the washes, yeah. And if it's like a big 20, like a 24 by, or I don't know, like a 30 by 40 painting and it's got liquid all over it, covering the whole mm -hmm. thing. It's like that thing fumes like crazy and it's, and yeah. it, you know, I'll take it outside. Well, especially outside. If, you, if you're using like, um, like the white spirit stuff, it just, it, it kind of like, yeah, it gets right. yeah. you're pulling it all out. Oh, yeah. You have like what are what are the sizes of the pieces you're you're doing you've done for the show? You said you have seventeen. Seventeen. Uh the biggest one. Oh god, how big is it now? Um I think it's twenty-four by fourteen is the biggest one on this for this show. I think it's about that size. Inches? Yeah. Okay. Oh, those are pretty small. Twenty-four by fourteen. I like, think it's up like that. Might be a bit bigger, actually. Might be. Okay. Yeah, it might be a bit bigger. Um. So yeah, yeah for, this, for, for this show, it makes sense if you didn't. Make I, did, huge I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go too huge with it. It's it's a nice, comfortable size. You know, it's 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 still a big piece well, you gotta ship all that stuff over and i've got to ship it as it's well it's also harder it's... to sell large pieces so, so do you have like a, a like a lot of smaller pieces as a well? a lot of smaller pieces oh, yeah cool. i've done i've got like that the main piece and then i've got a piece at like uh 16 by 20 mm. um a 12 by 16 piece and then 
all the others are 10 by eights. Oh, cool. A few six by eights and then a bunch of five by sevens. Oh, great. Great. So, yeah. Those are so much easier to sell. <laughs> yeah. Smaller pieces, man. Yeah. Um, and what I, if I could, I would have done more bigger pieces. Um, I would have liked to do done so even some of the smaller pieces that I did. I would have liked to have done them bigger. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I, I one time I was at uh, Copro with Gary, hanging out. I don't know what I was doing there. It's for the clothing closing of a show, and some collector came to pick up some painting of someone else's that he bought, and Gary said this guy's been buying it from a for a long time and he said that uh he's just not going to be buying paintings anymore because he ran out of room <laughs> he just there's no more room to hang paintings there's in no his more house. room <laughs> wow. so so you know there's times when a collector might see a big ass piece and just <laughs> doesn't have anywhere to put it yeah you know yeah i i, I am tempted it, like the piece i did last year was probably the biggest piece that i've done today um but I do want to do at some point a big, crazy big still life sort of like yeah four foot by five foot or four foot by six foot or something. Yep, same here. And I, and I do have some frames at home that are roughly about that size, but I'm thinking I'm I'm gonna leave that for a few years yeah. down the line. Yeah, you could always when I'm not. When I'm not shipping work over because I'll be already well, the plan is to be moving over here in the next few years, so I won't have to ship it. I can right, just, yeah, yeah. I can just paint it in the studio here, and it's already at the gallery. Right, right. You're planning but, on moving to the states? Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. In a couple of years, that's the plan. Oh, nice. Once, you know, I've got to build. I've got to build this thing up a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, keep doing the shows. Um, is there just not enough of an art scene in the there's UK? There's no art scene, no. It's so weird. Real, it's like I, I haven't sold a piece of work in the UK for oh, six, seven years. It's like it's so weird because the Europe has so much darkness in its history that you'd think they'd be into yeah. dark art. Yeah. What's the it's, deal? I cannot yeah, figure it out. There's no dark art galleries in the UK. Um, and it's not, there's, a, there's, there's like kind of like, you know, there's a whole rock and metal scene and stuff like that. And I know there's a, I know a ton of people who are kind of like, they love the work. Um, but there's also a thing of people not wanting to pay the money for the work. I wonder why that is though. And it's even even the smaller pieces. It's still seen as like oh, it's too expensive, and it's kind of like that's so weird. Well, I, I guess it seems like maybe it's cultural or something. I don't know. I, so. I don't know. I I've kind of given up trying to understand it. Um, you know, all my markets here in the states. Yeah, yeah. All my pieces sell over here. So wow, why not? Yeah, why not yeah. make that you know transition and move over here? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm getting a really nice collector base in this area, so if I can be here, it just makes more sense. Oh yeah, that's more sense. Um, and even if I have to, you know, pitch a tent up in in Dan's back garden, and live and live out, you know, camping out there, I'll 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 do that for a while. Well, that's a, you know, that's the. 
that's the cool thing about um i've thought about it i i can't i i couldn't imagine doing it just because i got family here in california but you know if you've got a name for yourself and you're an artist you can in in the united states you can move anywhere you could live Hmm. in a really cheap area and just ship everything and it's not that big a deal you know yeah but it's and this the area you know around here in Ber- North Berwick. I like the I like the area yeah. as well. It's it's you know it's pretty relaxed. And, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and it's it's pretty cool. You know, and it's not it's not too warm. And the, the weather is very similar to what it's like in the UK. Okay. So, yeah, and you'll be able to once you're in the states, you'll be able to like travel and go to New York be, and it, go to LA yeah. and yeah. Well, I have people asking me when when am I coming to the LA or when am I coming to New York? When am I go- where wherever they're living in in the states? It's like, oh, well, you're traveling over here. So yeah, but I've got to go to this one spot. I can't travel all, all over the states. Yeah, in a, the time that I'm here, and especially when you aren't you buying my artwork. <laughs> yeah, buy the artwork and I'll come and travel to you. I'll deliver it to you. Hand I'll deliver. Have the money I'll hand deliver it if you pay for the flights and you know. <laughs> buy the piece of work i'll bring it to you um but, <laughs> but well, yeah it, it would definitely make things easier for mulberry yeah yeah because i know like internal flights aren't that isn't that expensive in the states really is yeah, it so no it's not crazy not like it is no you know what it cost me to come over from from the uk i could probably travel to you know the west coast of back a few yeah, times right, yeah. still have, and still have change yeah yeah, yeah. and the shipping costs as, as well yeah yeah shipping is is crazy yeah. uh, at, uh overseas insane wow well that's cool that's good to know i didn't realize that have you been to yeah. la yet <clears throat> no no i haven't been to la yet um I, I have people saying and asking me to come to la um no i, I haven't been yet it will happen. Yeah. It will happen. Probably, probably when when you know when I get over here, it'll happen. It'll be easier then. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that would be a long flight from from the UK to to oh, LA. Man. That's a long, yeah, that's a long flight. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, that will be brutal. That's like like twelve hours. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I've done. I I know I've done it. At some point, I don't know if I had to lay over New York. I think maybe I had to lay over New York, but yeah, it's mm. brutal. So, do you have? Uh, are there other people showing at this show? Are there other artists, or is it just you doing a solo uh, show? We've got a couple of people, two other artists who are going to be. I'm doing the solo show, but we've got a couple of other artists who are doing kind of like side feature shows. Oh, uh, cool! Um, we've got Dan Cloner. Um, oh, great! He's, uh, Dan's going to be putting some work up for us. Um, I love Dan's work and Dan's a great guy. Yeah, he's awesome. He's amazing. So, yeah. Um, and we've got Frank Dooley. Oh, right. Uh, yes, that's right. Up. Yeah. That's so, that's awesome. He, he uh, I think it was him. He posted this amazing chicken, a rooster. The rooster he's been working on. I've been watching him. The thing is amazing. Cool. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big piece. Really? Well. Yeah, is that going to be in this that, show? Um, I, he was going to try to get it in the show, but he, he, he didn't get it finished in time. Okay. I was like, oh, man. But I think we, uh, we're going to go meet him this week. Oh, cool. Um, but I don't think we're going to have time to go to his house because it's like 
four hours to get to him and then four hours back. So it's like, we, we, where is he at? He's Whoa. up uh, in Bangor. So it's like, oh, I didn't know that. Off. Yeah. Because um, he moved over from Washington. Oh, okay. To, to Maine, I think it was December. Yeah, maybe December. Dan's making uh, Maine this dark art mecca. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. It but it, well, it needs it, we need to spread it out all over. It needs yeah, to, absolutely. You know, the more the more people who see it, the yeah, more understand. You know, those. You know, it's it's good. There's it's a, good. There's an audience for it all over the country. Oh, there definitely is. Yeah, yeah. Just not in the UK. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get that at all. Anywhere yeah. in Europe, man. Anywhere in There's Europe. certain parts of Europe, but it's again. I think it is a. I I'm not sure. I, I think it's a financial a financial thing as well. That people mm. just, because it's it costs so much in Europe as well to live. Mm. Yeah, but <clears throat> well, the, yeah, the cost of living in Europe is going up like crazy at the moment. Yeah, like it's, it's it's here really though. Bad. It's 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 expensive at least you know at least in in California mm. for sure. It's ridiculous and. New York and stuff, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. In Mexico, Dos Diablos is telling me how dark art is like totally unpopular in Mexico, which is crazy. Oh, I, but, but I wonder if that is a cultural thing, though. Yeah, he said it. He said it's like a religious thing. Yeah, well, yeah. Which I can I can kind of understand that, but there's I, probably some people out there who are kind of hidden away or really into it, and you know they are collecting the work, but they just don't want anybody to know about it. Yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> but like a secret sh shrine in the cupboard that's got the artwork and yeah there. yeah yeah we're everywhere we're hiding everywhere we're always we're in every corner <laughs> can't, well you can't hide from us that long do, do, do you have any <laughs> uh any uh closing statement before we wrap things up about your show um, anything you want to say if you're in the area or anywhere around and you're able to travel Come down to Skull and Snake in North Berwick and come and enjoy music, it's a bit of entertainment, come see the artwork. Yeah, Dan puts on an relax. amazing show. It's, I mean, yeah, always, always, always over the top. Yeah, always over the top. But it's great. It's great atmosphere. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it looks every, every, all the pictures I've seen always look like he really, uh, he's putting on like these top level shows. You know, in this small town in Maine, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it is pretty crazy. It is really crazy. Yeah. Fun experience. Yeah, everyone I yeah. talk to has a great time, too. Um, yeah. Comes over and setting the show up. Dan's awesome. Yes. Yes, he is. Well. Even though he looks completely different now. Yeah, I know. That was crazy. He shaved his beard, and I was like... It was Dan's voice coming out of some other guy's mouth. <laughs> well, I I didn't even hear his voice when I met him. You said the airport. I just and I, I recognized the car. I threw my bags in and I jumped in. And I was like, "Who is this?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even recognize him. I thought yeah. I got in the wrong car. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, so, for people, people, if you, in case you didn't notice, Dan shaved. Uh, Dan shaved his. Beard and mustache and cut his hair too. He used to have long. Did he have long yeah. hair before? Right. 
Yeah, he did. Have long hair, yeah. So he like shaved, clean shaven face and short hair. I was like, who is this guy in Dan's studio here? <laughs> <laughs> With Dan's voice. It was really strange. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. It was so great catching no, up. My and, and, pleasure. Thank you for having me on again. Yeah. So I was chatting. Yeah, great work. Your stuff's always awesome Thank and, you. and uh, um, inspiring. Inspiring me to want to go and paint some still lives. And please, I I, I want to see that. I'm gonna I want do to it. See you do it. I want to see you do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I just God, I wish I could do it now. I would. I would do it today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh. yeah, do a little set a little study yet. Just set yourself an hour and do a little study. Yeah. I got so much cool stuff around here I could set up. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I can't get distracted. Awesome. I got to finish this stuff. All right, all right. I'll, 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 I'll be in. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, uh, good luck on the show. I have a Thank feeling you. it's going to do really well. That's this I, Saturday. Skull and Snake tattoo, and uh, yeah. So don't hang up, but just to say say goodbye to the audience like we normally do. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>